So we're doing Vertigo and the Killer Mockingbird in April. So we're knocking out three Hitchcocks. Taking the Hitchcock. Yeah. Rob, aka Sean Mad Love, aka Gordon Darks, aka Pacey Twitter, aka Spike Singleton, aka Mega Ryan, aka Stevens P. Ilberg, coming at you with a new episode of We Should Do This Again Sometime Deleted Scenes. <laughs> this episode is a shorty but a goodie. Any episode, these are more deleted scenes from season seven. Uh, any episode, we cover punk sweaters. We cover Renfield hopes before we actually watched Renfield. In a couple of weeks, you'll hear the official Renfield episode. And mm. <laughs> also, we cover the Victoria Alonzo firing um, at the end of March. Today, it was announced that she actually did come to a settlement with Disney for undisclosed amount. Uh, but she has settled. But we kind of give her our thoughts after the initial firing on March 24th. Also, we talk about films that we're looking forward to for the rest of the year. I will uh, kind of admit there were a couple big ones that we did miss. Uh, we are going to cover Barbie, <laughs> uh, the, the film coming out uh, actually the day before my birthday on July 21st. Uh, me and Kat are excited about that. Also, Asteroid City, which we'll be covering um, about mid-July as well. Um, so we talk a little bit more, though, about some films that are coming out. And also, Criterion, Stop Fucking Up the Boxes, and finally release Showgirl on the Criterion Collection. <laughs> All right, so without further ado, enjoy the episode. Yeah, so Asian Daniel, the, the tux he was wearing last night, you know how it had, like, the designs on the sleeves and said punk on the mm-hmm. back? Evelyn has that. That's the sweater that Evelyn wears at the holiday party. I didn't even pick up on that until just right now. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Uh, whenever I go to movies and they play the trailer, the reaction from the crowd has been pretty good so far. So good. They're pretty interesting. Um. So yeah, man. Have you have you seen it yet? The trailer. Yeah. Okay. You got got high hopes for it or low expectations? I'm worried that they're showing all the good bits in the trailer. (laughs) But assuming they are not, I am always interested in the idea of, like, recontextualizing classic monsters and characters. So I hope that this... I think it's really smart for them to do something like this. Like, the same reason, even though I didn't really like The Invisible Man, I thought it was smart that they made it the way they did. Yeah. Especially after the abysmal failure of the Tom Cruise mummy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's cool. 
That is cool, yes. Did you see the the story I sent you about uh, the the Marvel exec that's now gone? Yep. So just kind of set it up. Victoria Alonso, who was the president of physical post-production VFX and animation at Marvel Studios. Uh, her last day was last Friday, and she's, uh, it kind of leaked today that she is no longer at her post. Um, so some of the discourse around her is, I don't know, it's a, it's a, they're kind of leaking that she was apparently someone who was like, I guess if you if you were on a good side, she'd look after you or not. But if you if you kind of look at her work as an as an activist, um, as a queer activist, um, you know she was pretty important as far as like being vocal about um, you know the the anti-gay you know legislation in, in Florida, um, you know always championing inclusion and stuff like that. So I think this is kind of a uh, a weird day for Marvel. Um, but when you saw the news, did you have like any kind of thoughts on it? I mean, honestly, there was a part of me that just kind of went, all right. Like <laughs> I am not trying to like make a big deal, you know, like I, I get it. And just hearing that, like, oh, well, if she looked after you, she really looked after you. If she didn't, then that's, like, oh, that's not great. But also, it doesn't surprise me at all, because they're making everything in the fucking green screen dome now. (laughs) Yeah. So does it surprise you at all to know that they don't care for that? I mean, not really. And I think it is kind of interesting how, what was the last one, Quantum Mania, was so maligned that uh, I don't know if they're trying to make her take the blame for that or not, but... Well, I mean, I think that the fact that not many of the comments were like, I could tell it was made in fucking David Cronenberg's Videodrome, uh, <laughs> that, like, they think they're getting away with it. Yeah. Because a lot of the comments weren't specifically about that. They think they're getting away with it. Yeah. And I don't think they are. It's a it's a kind of a... I don't know. It's... I think I can see it from both sides, I would say. as why her dismissal would be a little bit questionable, but still understandable. But I also think that, like, they have done such a ridiculous job of just not taking care of their staff, Right. They they underpay and don't give them adequate time to get the stuff done. And they, like, let Taika Waititi, among others, publicly throw them under the bus for not, like, making the movie he wanted to make. And at no point did Marvel step in and stand by its visual effects workers or anything like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And what this tells me more than it about her being a woman or anything else is that they just don't value those artists at all and they see them as replaceable yeah including this woman who had been there for what 12 years something like that she'd been there a while 
Who, uh, Victoria? Yeah. Uh, it was like 17. Okay, yeah. And they just kind of didn't want to deal with it anymore. Yeah. So they got rid of him. Uh, her, excuse me. And like, that was just that on that. Yeah. So yeah, man. So I, it's kind of a funky situation over at Marvel. So, because like they're cutting back on like everything. So that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, but now I guess my my question is, who's going to replace her? Who's going to be the ally within Marvel to like really champion and push, you know, inclusion and stuff like that? So. Um, I, I heard one person on this, on uh, Twitter space kind of talk about, you know, because she was really out there, you know, against kind of the anti-gay legislation in Florida, did they let her go to appease DeSantis? And that's, that's no. really no, gross. No, 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 that no, no. Really, Marvel really gross. Studios does not give a shit about him. Honestly, the Disney company doesn't really give a shit about him either. They only give a shit about him because they, like have stuff there at this point unfortunately but i'm sure you've noticed that they haven't released a statement that mentions him at all since the regime change they had and that's deliberate yeah they know the more they talk about him and the more that they give him attention the more attention he gets yeah and they don't want that because they know that he's gonna run for president and probably god please i hope not Maybe not win. And then they're going to have way more maneuvering room in Florida. Yeah. They're just waiting it out because they know that's the safest option. If I had to guess, she was probably stirring up stuff internally, encouraging people to maybe, uh, how how do you say, unionize? (laughs) Or ask for their worth in meetings? Yeah. And Marvel didn't want to entertain that. Yeah, I think it's much more likely to be something like that, because for for a company that has made my favorite woman asking for her worth a central tenet of their first phase, they seem really uncomfortable when shit like that happens in real life. Mm. Mm. But also their movies have been doing less and less well critically and money wise, so I'm not surprised something had to give. And it's certainly not going to be fucking Kevin Feige. Yeah. He's, he's in it till the end. <laughs> to the end of them or the end of him. Whichever comes first. To the end of the line. Um. <laughs> yeah, man. So that's kind of what I'm seeing here. More than yeah. anything. Yeah, man. Do we have anything hopeful to look forward to? I Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is okay. I feel like there's a chance with that one because I feel like Gunn has earned enough of his keep there by making two of their fairly higher grossing films. And like, I like Guardians of the Galaxy a lot because I feel like they've got comparatively very low stakes. Okay. The plot of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is Star-Lord is sad. (laughs) Yeah. They try to make him less sad. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, which I think is fine. <laughs> yeah. And I'm pretty sure the stakes for this one are going to be Star-Lord misses his girlfriend. They go to find out what happened to the clone version of her. And like, you know what? That's fine. I like the team. I like their energy. I'm down for that. Let's go find Gamora. Like, fuck it. Um, <laughs> All right. Okay. But like, I also know that's the last time James Gunn is going to work with them. Do you think forever? At least until he's done with DC, which is going to be a while. We will but also, I don't know if the, the auteur failure of, like, Love and Thunder, for example, means that someone like Gunn has kind of lost his auteur privilege and now has to do whatever the studio says again, which mm. I don't feel great about. Yeah. We will be covering Guardians 3, so... Uh... I, uh, In terms of other actual movies, there's really not a lot I'm looking forward to right now. For Marvel or for movies in general? Like I'd say like tentpole movies. Okay. You know? Yeah. There's nothing there's nothing big coming up that I'm excited about. There's not even that much small coming out I'm excited about. I'm like I, I'm kind of reaching the point now where pretty much every day I'm like Spend at least 15 minutes going, do I want to watch Petite Maman again? Like, <laughs> I mean, well, one, that's a valid question to ask any day of any week under any circumstance. Um, but, I mean, we got Dune coming out. We got some. Oh, yeah, that out. is this year, isn't it? Uh, hopefully that better be this year. Um, um. There's a couple of, of indie films that I saw that uh, look a little bit interesting. There's a movie called Are You There, Goddess Me, Margaret that's coming out that I want to see. Um, oh, that's based off the Judy Bloom book, right? Uh, let's uh, see. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I take it back. <laughs> uh, there's that movie with um michelle williams is coming out um oh uh, i hear a good a lot of good things about a thousand and one which is this indie movie with tiana taylor that i heard is really good and i can't wait to see that when it finally comes out i take it back i know what i'm excited about this year what are you excited about this year the a24 re-release of jonathan demi's stop making sense uh, hilarious. Uh, I'm guessing you're seeing that open at night whenever it comes out. It, it's it looks like it might be coming out my birthday weekend. Oh. And if they're doing that, you think I'm not gonna rent a whole fucking theater just you, to watch it with my friends? You absolutely should, man. You absolutely should. Uh I'm trying to see if they set a date for it. Um. So. They're saying that the album is going to release in August, uh, shortly after the release of the film. But there's no official in-theater date yet. But about a month after a release date would be a good time to release something on vinyl or CD to not, like, spoil it, you know? Yeah. 
Is it just a remastering or are they going to add some new shit to it? So I believe that the stuff that was cut from the original one for time is included on like the, the forthcoming Blu-ray release, I'm sure. But I don't believe that it is like woven into the film itself. Okay. Because like, you know, they did hire Jonathan Demme to direct it, to direct it, you know? Yeah. So the reissue is coming out August 18th. The so, album? Yeah. Yeah. Did you uh, did you do the pre-order yet? No, I haven't yet. Mm. I'm I'm waiting to see if any of the like like Mondo or any of the local shops around here get any like funky fun reissue special editions. That would be cool if they do. I think yeah. Mondo should do that. I can see Mondo doing that. I'm like debating. There's like eight different vinyls on Mondo right now that I'm like I should get this. Struck. I'm going through and checking off all the ones of these on this list I've seen. <laughs> you said I heard you say Moonstruck. Yep, Moonstruck's on there. Uh, no, no. These are probably all bad that I haven't seen. <laughs> um, nope. Mrs. Doubtfire, seen that one. Help is on the way, dear. Help is on the way. Um, <laughs> nine to five. Love that one. Probably what's gonna not, watch it later. What's nine to five again? Dolly Parton, Sally Field. Oh yeah. Or no, I'm sorry. Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Dolly Parton. Very good. If you haven't seen it, uh, taking advantage of capitalism, which also very clean. Ugh. Nine to five is on my watch list. It's so. really good. Beetlejuice. Seen that? Sure have. Uh oh. <clears throat> Bull Durham. Uh, <laughs> Why'd you say uh oh then shout? I, I thought I thought I didn't see. I hadn't seen any of them. Like left, and I was like, oh no. Um. What? Which list are you looking at? The new list? Because I feel like there are like three lists of AFI. I am looking at AFI a hundred years, a hundred laughs. Uh. uh Oh, so it's all 100 movies, all, all 100 comedies. Yeah. And uh, it's supposed to automatically tell me how many I've checked off, which is why I just did this, but that feature seems to not be working. Oh, you did it on Letterbox? <laughs> no, I'm on the AFI website. Oh. All right, hang on. Now I got to count by hand. Their website is bad at being a website, I guess. Um, sometimes they are. Sometimes they are. I'm going to use this beautiful piece of cardboard that came in my uh, letterbox or uh, my uh, criterion package. You got to recycle, baby. Oh. Move. I'm going to do it too. You're Have definitely I- going to come out better than me. Have, we're going to watch MASH next week. Have I actually watched Annie Hall? I don't remember if I actually watched that or not. I haven't. I've actually, well, I've seen clips of it, but maybe I saw it as a kid, but I've never actually watched Singing in the Rain. Oh, That's, I love Singing in the Rain. That Are we was, watching that? Is that it, on the list? It was on the original list, but we've had some revisions. But it is... That's Uh-oh. actually Greg's favorite movie, or one of his. So we could probably get him to do that for the guest month. 
So yeah, so that was on the list and it got bumped. So uh, we can put that back on. Yeah, we definitely should. Okay, I've, never, I've, I've seen never, 15 of these movies. I've never saw the original Born Yesterday. I saw the remake with uh, John Goodman, the God, Melanie mm-hmm. Griffith, and Don Johnson. <laughs> oh God! I mean the. I mean, Melly Griffin and John Goodman were the god and the goddess, so that's all that matters. That is all that matters. Yeah, I'm at 15. Oh, yeah, I I think I've got that one. Have you ever seen Big? No. Have I ever watched Shampoo? I don't remember if I ever watched Shampoo or not. Let's see. They said Diner is a comedy. That's not really a comedy. That's a that's like a coming of age drama. It has um Kevin Bacon, what's nine and a half weeks name? Um Mickey Rooney. Uh not Mickey Rooney, uh Mickey Rourke. Not Mickey Rooney, goddamn. Um Broadcast News. Let's see. The Navigator. Father Bo. Oh, that has the original father brought, not the the ninety remake one. I about to check that so damn fast too. Seen the jerk, uh, Fargo. You you seen Fargo, right? Nope. Whoa, damn! I'm at twenty seven. I'm at fifteen, and I'm done. Hilarious, hilarious. But I I attest, Dan uh, is not a comedy, so. I'm going to subtract one from that for myself. Oh, Arthur's a Mel Brooks movie, isn't it? I think so. I've been meaning to actually watch that. Nothing like misspelling Arthur. It's... Oh, well, it's Dudley Moore and Liza Minnelli. Directed by Steve Gordon. Who... I mean, Liza Minnelli is great, so... Yeah. So, yeah, I've never seen that one. But yeah, Harold and Maude. Holy shit. (laughs) In in searching this, I saw the AI Pope image with the. Oh, yeah, with that. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, man. AI photo is going to fuck us all. (laughs) It's going to fuck us all, man. Oh, my God. But this shit is so clean. It's so clean. <laughs> oh, man. We are doomed. Holy shit. Man. Oh, my God. Shout out to Jews. I love you, too. <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> do we not love Jewish people, Kat? No, we, we, we really, truly do. Uh, there wouldn't be a lot of the things that we love without them. <laughs> including movies exactly but we're not insinuating that all jews own hollywood no <laughs> we're not <insinuating>. no <laughs> uh yeah Come well i think we this. i think we landed that plane uh. <laughs> the plane has landed <laughs> it has absolutely landed yo kanye is a fucking terrorist man <laughs> 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 I think my favorite thing in our podcast, and there are a lot that are my favorite, but I think my favorite right now is watching you go from, yeah, I still listen to his music sometimes, but like, uh, to, 
Kanye is a terrorist. Oh uh, no, I, I haven't listened to I haven't like listened to a Kanye album and oh my god, it's been at least four years. Like some like some stuff he'll produce uh from like other rappers or whatever. Like that kind of comes through the shuffle. Um every now and then like his song will come with like Spotify shuffle, but I miss oh my god, I really miss College Dropout, man. I that's like one of my favorite albums ever. Um but nah man, I, I, I can't be I can't be going I can't be pressing play on, on dropout anymore, man. Like this he's too fucking much. He's too fucking much, boy. Yeah. But if you're not doing anything, I think Moneyball's a good a good uh good movie to throw on while you're getting uh getting an apartment situated. Yeah, might do it. I think the last time I watched it was on a plane, so. Also, can I just complain about one thing the Criterion does? You can, absolutely. The labels aren't fucking level. The box or the label? Well, so the box, there are two different types of boxes. I don't care about the boxes being even. What I care about is if you know the box isn't the same size as the other fucking boxes compensate. This is a prestige product, and my shelf feel should be nice. Why is one Criterion C all the fuck down here, and one of them's up here? If you know they're going to be different sizes, at least give them a consistent shelf feel. I think that... So, are those blue... Or is one Blu-ray and one 4K? They are both Blu-ray because I don't have a 4K player. No, I get with the Wes Anderson ones. Sometimes they like to put them in the special boxes and sometimes they don't. But like Wally, for example, comes in like this big thick box, right? And it's like got like multiple books and multiple DVDs of special features in there. And I love that. And that's great. And I'm happy that that exists. It sits on the shelf and lines up its C's with the other standard C's in the case. Why doesn't this one? I mean, I think because it's a hard that, day's night. Same thing. Is that a special box? Hard day's yes. night. Yes. Yeah, it comes with a hundred and fifty page book. The special box, fuck them. Well, yeah, but except that when it doesn't, because sometimes it doesn't. Why is only this one different? I'm, also, I'm at... this promotional still of Marilyn Monroe is now my favorite thing that I own. Oh, wow. That is everything you wanted to be. I didn't pull the trigger on that striptease one. I got to the total. It was like 52 bucks. I was like, I love it. Well, not striptease. Fuck. Showgirls. Um, I got to the total. It was like 52. I was like... You want me to design you a cool showgirls cover that you can put in a DVD box? Because I'll do that for you. Uh, I would greatly appreciate that. If you if you make any art for me, I would greatly appreciate that. I'll, I'll brainstorm. There is probably going to be more neon than you want, but... No, I think that one... I mean, it was, it was a bit neon-y, not going to lie, but... Um, it wasn't, I mean, it could have been a bit sexier, I would say. I mean, I think that it, it decided to focus on 
just the like schlocky, tacky elements of the film, which are also very present. Yeah. And like Versace is camp. Yeah. And I think that it chose to focus its design on those elements. Yeah. Because like one, I I was reading an article by a, a queer artist that was like, yo, none of the gays go to see know me fuck Kyle McLaughlin. Like <laughs> that's they, like they don't go for the sex. They go for the glitter and the neon and the aesthetic and the camp and Versace and like which is a, a fair point. Yeah. And you go for the sex, I guess. That really, really uncomfortable looking sex. <laughs> no, no. I I <laughs> That that scene is just fucking bonkers. Like it is. So you know, you know <laughs> those uh, things joy. that you can do at uh, like the mall sometimes, where it's like those trampolines with the bungee cords yeah. on it. Yeah. It looks like she's in that, but not her upper body. <laughs> she's riding one of those uh, the little Ferris little. Uh, the merry-go-round horses and is going violently up and down. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that movie, fuck. Well, if it wasn't like 50 bucks, but I mean, I, I think the, I know why they price it that high um, because the bonus shit that they sell with it is actually pretty decent, but yeah. No, nah, nah, that was just, Maybe when I'm feeling like I, I want to be a baller, maybe I'll get it, but uh, not right now. I was surprised Criterion. Well, maybe not. I was I was gonna say I surprised Criterion didn't do anything for Showgirls, but that is not a Criterion movie. <laughs> no. No, if there was like a a, I don't really know what to describe it as, but like a camp Criterion. Like if yeah. there was a Criterion that was specifically like. Films that revolutionize, like, queerness. Yes, that would be in there, obviously. Um. But they don't really... I mean, they've done, like, some... They've done queer cat movies, um, I believe. Well, yes, but they've also done movies that are good, mostly. (laughs) Touche. Touche. So, like, I think that maybe that just you know, wasn't really what they were aiming for. Yeah. Because I, you know, I think that, like, they have a, you know, like, they're and they're not opposed to, like, smut either, because they have, like, Solo uh, or 120 Days of Sodom on there, like. I mean, they, they have Crash 96, and uh, that is a woo-doggy situation. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you know uh, like solo. Oh, it's it's on my watch list for a reason. Uh, so, uh, so I, that I is have... one of those things that I read the back of the Criterion, put it down, and went. Mm. I got. I gotta see it to believe it, man. I gotta see it to believe it. This is kind of. Uh, crazy. And then I read a thing that was like, ah, uh, yeah, uh, murder. He got murdered, and I was like, well, that's enough internet for today. Uh, Hold on, like, real life? Yeah, the director got murdered. Because like, immediately after that movie came out. Not 
not because of, but you know, it didn't hurt. Also, I'm sending you my my new favorite showgirls poster because it has fucking leopard print. See now, this is the shit that that cover should have been on. Now, th- if they would have had this bad boy, I may well, have paid the fifty. You know, you know what I would probably do if I were redesigning it. Pretty much take the the basic poster and take off the, all the text, but just do some like bands of neon following the curve of the S, like of the leg. You're uh, you're making here making some uh, good suggestions here, man. I'm trying to find if there's any like cool Mondo-y showgirls posters, but oh, rest in peace to Mondo. Well, Rest posters, in peace to Mondo posters. Yeah, the posters, yeah. So, that's so wild, man. But, I guess, I guess it, it was, it was gonna happen sooner rather than later, so. Yeah, but, whatever. Yeah. Actually, I wonder if there were ever any Mondo Showgirls posters. I'm trying to find them, and I'm not finding any, but I'm trying to see if there's any specific artists who did them and then I can use that to find them alright 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 thanks for listening to this last deleted scenes for we should do this again sometime after this week I will be running new episodes each week and we should be covering stuff uh, from now through the whole of May and up to June until we take a short summer break before we kind of come back in July cancer season baby But until then, love you. Peace. Bye. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, rate us five stars, leave a review, and tell a friend to tell a friend. Follow cat at cat underscore chin at t on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Follow Marcus at show and mad love, S-H-O-W-I-N-M-A-D-L-O-V on Twitter and Letterboxd. Follow the show on Twitter at cat and mark. This podcast is executive produced by Kellen Conley and Eric Greenlee. Thanks for listening. We should do this again sometime. This is a hyphen podcast production.